this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is Entertainment. Yes. Uh, yeah, and actually we're about to dabble into uh, some of the movies that's on stream now that you can watch on uh, various uh, streaming services. This one is Paramount Plus uh, release. It was in theaters before, anyways, but uh, and it, yeah. it and it is screen okay the, the title okay did you have an issue with the title no why would I have an issue with the title because it's because, scre- because stream is the the original movie and this is not stream the original movie yes no I just I, I guess I could have called it stream 2022 <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's what we're here at stream 2022 um, it, I, I mean, they couldn't have worked like the number five in the screen. Like, they, <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. Because people like scream, oh yeah, the, the old screen. Like, no, the new screen. It's like, what's screen five? I'm like, technically, yes, but it's called screen. Like, uh, okay, I'm confused. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that didn't bother me. I, I just. Yeah, it didn't bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's an interesting choice, but yeah, it's all good. All right, and you got you got the synopsis on this one. I do, I do. It is twenty five years after a streak of brutal murders shocked the quiet town of Hills. Woodsboro, California, a new killer dons the ghost face mask and begins targeting a group of teenagers to resurrect secrets from the town's deadly past. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, and so okay. it's starring some of our original cast members. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nev Campbell is Sydney, Courtney Cox is Gail, and David Arquette is Dewey. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, the new faces. Um, we have Melissa Barra uh, as Sam. We have Mikey Madison as Amber. Jack Quaid as Richie. Uh, and then we have Jenna Ortega as Tara. Uh, Mason Goodman as Chad. He's like the, the, the group, the new group, the new blood, so to speak. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, And so Scream, like I mentioned, based on the description, takes place 25 years after the original Scream took place. And something that's really great about this movie is that they talk about how there is a slasher series written based on the real life events that happened in Woodsboro. Called uh, Stamp. That was like the... The movie in the movie. (laughs) Um, And they talk about like some of the downfalls of having the sequel and that the original one was great. Two was a good follow up, but three and four sort of fell short. And (laughs) there needs to be a fifth one to really bring it all together. So this movie sort of mocks the sequels of the 
previous film, screen films while trying to correct the past. Right. And also, what's genius about the screen franchise is the movie sets, set, is set up as commentary for the horror, the popular horror that was going on at the time, right? And so this particular screen makes a commentary on what's it, uh, uh, the, was it the re- the requels? Pretty much the energy. Oh, you gotta have a requel. It's like it's it's kind of, it's it's a reboot, but a sequel. And to actually solidify it as a sequel, you got to have your legend characters in there. So hence Sydney, Gail, and <laughs> Dewey in this movie. So uh, it's funny how it kind of broke it all down. You can say the same thing for you know style with the the new Star Wars trilogy with Luke and Han and Leia. I was like, oh, you know, we're bringing the legacy characters back. And the same thing's about to happen with the new Jurassic Park that's about to come out, where they get, like, everybody back and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's a really clever way of talking about the industry kind of trends through the screen movies. Yeah, I mean... I don't feel like this movie got a whole lot of press. Um, I think it was, to your point, it was at the theater for about a month uh, or maybe 45 days before it was available for streaming. Um, But it it basically follows the almost exact sequence as the original movie. You have um, a character alone at home. She gets a phone call uh, and then bad things happen. The the twist is instead of us following Sydney's character, if we remember in the first one, um, Sydney's boyfriend actually was ghost faced him, he and a friend. Mm-hmm. And um, really? he ended yeah, Billy ended up having a child with someone else. And that is who Sam's father is. Mm-hmm. Father is a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which which is a really cool twist. I was like, all right, I'm I'm all in on this. Like that's that's a very interesting dynamic in the whole realm of the scream worlds. Like you so happen to be the daughter of the murderer that sparked the stab franchise. And I mean, like that was really clever. Yeah, unlike like in Hollywood, um, Halloween, because Halloween's brought, brought brought back some of the original characters um, as well. Mm. It just is that character, the killer coming back over and over and over versus reimagining why you might have um, a killer there. Right. And oh, and there's a reason for this one. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's. Chains of chains of events bring our legacy characters back, of course, um, and also uh, the deputy. I remember she was like the blonde haired deputy in the fourth screen. She was the yeah. mother of one of the the the, the, the teenagers. Right. Yes, she oh. was um, the mother of uh, of one of the boys. Yeah, and it's really cool. Like how they kind of like breaking. How they bring back some of kind of the a few characters throughout the screen franchise that when you see them like oh wait a minute I remember that character like 
Well, um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty interesting and uh, seeing the whole chain of uh, Ghostface kind of coming back and doing doing this thing um, kind of is bringing back Sydney. And then Sydney, of course, she's a seasoned veteran now. <laughs> like she's like ready to rock at this point. And I love the the like the evolution of the true evolution of Sydney. Remember, like Sydney was like running around. Then it's like okay. Then she was she didn't have an issue having a gun. Now she always carry a gun. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's some smart writing. It's like if a person to go through this stuff like four times for you not to be packing. Like I don't know what's wrong with you. You just <laughs> wait for it. Right. Yeah. The uh, the line that uh, really like made me laugh was when someone asked Sydney, do, do you have a gun? And she, her response is, I'm Sydney fucking Prescott. Of course I have a gun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I, that, that was an awesome quote. I mean, that should be, that should be on the t-shirt. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we seeing the teenagers get picked off one by one. And then, like I said, in the whole meta thing of stab i think the movie stab itself within the screen movie is going through kind of a reboot right <laughs> like the, the yeah. stab movies that they love so much or they're and yeah they kinda... i think i think there is eight stab movies um and when you're you see one of the characters richie watching um stab eight on youtube there's actually a like a, a thumbnail video recommendation to watch the Woodsboro Survivor video or interview with Kirby Reed, mm. who is played by Hayden Panaret in Screen Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so funny going back to revisiting the f- franchise before I watched the new one. But it's I just keep forgetting all the people throughout the screen movies who are actually in the screen movies until you rewatch it. It's like, Oh shit. Like so-and-so was in this <laughs> and they're so young looking. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but if you think about like Wes Craven brings or, or did bring a lot of people, I mean, why wouldn't you want to sign up for a Wes Craven film? I mean, I know he directed the first one, but I mean, his name is still connected to the to two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. So why not keep like it? Just it's an opportunity to work with a legend. Exactly. Yeah, and it ends up being the legendary franchise, so to speak. Even you know, Wes passed away, you know, and he didn't. He wasn't alive to see this one. But I think I, I think they did a really good job keeping the spirit of Scream going and really had a reason to make this particular Scream based off of the strength of the franchise, which is making commentary on like the industry and things of that sort. So I think uh, I think they did a, a good job making it relevant to the time. Yeah, and and the the writers and the directors um were huge fans of Wes Craven. So it's basically like someone doing fan fiction who's just a pure, just 
this is something I absolutely love getting an opportunity to make a movie of, of their heart's desire. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel like, I mean, how lucky are they? Yeah. Yeah. And they did, and they did it right. I mean, they didn't screw up. I, I gotta give them, I gotta give them their flowers on that. Cause they could have easily made this hokey or make it like a total departure. It's like, why did you even make this? But yeah, I mean, they, 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 like I said, they made a, they did a, they had a really good reason to make this one. And, and what the movie was saying was very clever and meta. <laughs> and, uh, I definitely dug it. <laughs> yeah. One second. Heidi's going to start barking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mailman's coming. Uh, people are bringing their garbage. <laughs> Hands back. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, something that, that this film did, which is really, really nice, was that um, it, it introduced us some new characters, but also gave us characters that were similar to the original. Um, and that, that, like, people that you may have in your group of friends. You have, yeah. you know, the, the person who's a huge film nut and can give you the rules of a horror movie, which we got from the first scream. And we have that person again. And, the, and uh, uh, then yeah. you have like the girly girl and uh, the, the, jock. <laughs> the jock. Yeah. 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 Like say set up, you know, you have your, yeah, the same uh, colorful cast of, potential victims in all horror movies, I guess. So they kind of kept it going. Uh, and, you know, and the story did a, did a great job of linking, you know, Sydney with, you know, the new uh, ghost face and, and the twists and turns. I, I mean, I always well because I don't know how many people seen this yet, but uh, it's definitely some wild revelations <laughs> when everything is said and done when the crap hits the fan in act three. Yeah, so we won't reveal who it is, but uh I had a good sense of who who the who Ghostface was within the first act of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh it just it just based on how they kept speaking to the stab franchise um, uh, and things that went wrong. It just, it made sense to who Ghostface ended up being. Uh, okay. Crack the code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely confirmed my suspicion. But then again, I usually keep my net cast pretty wide at the first act because I always those bait and switch things like, ah, but, but no, it, no, it could be, no, but then again, it could have been. But yeah, if if you think about this was done by like a couple fans, uh, it made sense to who Ghostface ended up being. Yeah. Oh, totally. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, at the end of the day, you know, uh, another Woodsboro, uh, murder spree has been uh, stopped and uh, Sydney can go and try to find peace again 
but that probably won't happen. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So our rating goes as follows: Pass on Couch. It's a great watch. You definitely enjoy it. Um, having on the background, um, you watching it, you're not really watching it. It's kind of meh. And worst of offenses is going outside. I would rather go outside and get uh, like sneezed on, coughed on, mauled by bears. Get the most version, most recent version of COVID. <laughs> yes, before I stay and watch this movie. Yeah, I mean, I. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it more than the second one. Um, I feel like if I have the first scream and this scream, I'm I'm happy. Um, so I'd say sit on the sofa. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, two buzz down, and I'm really, I'm really surprised how well like this was done. Um, but you know, you usually have your reservations. Like, wait a minute, it's been how long since the last one came out? And they doing another one? Like. Eh, I don't know, but <laughs> I, but this would really like have their flag planted, and I I definitely dug it. I, it was really good. It was a reason why they made it, and yeah, I'm glad they made it. Actually, the movie uh is a was a box office success. Um, it was a 24 million dollar budget, and when it left the box office, it grossed 140. Nice, nice yeah, Good. Yeah, so it did okay in the box office. So many people wanted to get back to Woodsboro. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. Scream 2022. <laughs> yep. So so before we sign off, uh, this past month we reviewed a few different Oscar films, and we, uh... we guessed who would who would be winning for the different uh, awards. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Discuss best actor, so I'm going to skip that. Uh, but we did discuss best actress, and I think both of us said Jessica should yes. win. Yep. So we were right on that. Ding ding ding. Um, I, we had best anim. We 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 did not get best animated feature correct. I think we said Luca. Mm-hmm. Which one was it? Encanto. Encanto one. Yep. Okay. Uh. Best director. Oh, uh, yeah. Jane won. Yeah, Jane for Power of the Dog won. But I think we had said we, we thought Steven Spielberg would win. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we got Best Supporting Actress wrong. I said Ariana. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, I'm on the Ariana Du Bois train to it falls off. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I think I said anyone except for Kirsten Dunst. So right, exactly. So you want you want so both of us won. Yeah, uh, best supporting actor we got wrong. We said J.K. Simmons uh, and Troy Kutzer of Coda won. Yeah, oh, good for him. Uh, and then for best original screenplay, I think we both I think we agreed that Belfast should win, and it did win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice two for two. Well. Well, yeah, we got two right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but even though, like, Coda won Best Picture of the year, um, Dune had the most awards. Yeah, all the technical stuff. Yeah, so Dune won for 
Um, oh, best makeup and hairstyling was Eyes of Tammy Faye, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, but uh, Dune won for best visual effects, best original score, best cinematography, uh, best film editing, best production design, and best sound. Yeah, I mean, I get, uh, yeah, I definitely, I I give all that to them except one cinematography. (laughs) I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean, the cinematography was brilliant. I mean, I love, like, cinematography, but if we're talking about Dylan Dylan News cinematography movies that's, like, better than Doom's look, I think it's the Blade Runner 2049 cinematography. Like, it's like, if you were give it to him, one of his movies, give it to Blade Runner. Um, Doom was good. I like Doom, but I I mean, I, I thought West Side was going to get cinematography. Like, the things that they did with the camera in that movie was just unreal. Um, anyway, so, yeah, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Uh, and then it, it wasn't televised, but Samuel Jackson did get a uh, honorary uh, Oscar award, uh, which I and Denzel Washington gave it to him. And if if you haven't seen those clips of Denzel Washington like fanboying, I highly suggest you going out and finding them on YouTube. This is just. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been boys for like year, years. Yeah. I mean, like that's the well, I would say that's like the Spike Lee alum. You know, you had Sam Jackson, you had Denzel, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. It's like all of them know each other through all of the Spike Lee movies they were in. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and. Uh, Best documentary was The Quest Love, Summer of Love. Soul. If you have, oh, Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. Thank you. Uh, if you haven't seen that documentary, go out and watch it because the music is just fantastic. Um, in 69, when Woodstock was happening, there was a music festival in um, um and it was just some of the the best black musicians of the decade. Yeah. And yeah. It's, and like, it's really gotten the attention because everyone talks about the hippies, but there was other music happening at that time and it's really worth watching it. Yes. Especially considering that footage was just sitting somewhere for like over 50 years. I, I mean, just which blows my mind. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like everyone must like see this movie. This is like a, Almost American. It is American history here. This is like untold American history, right here. Um, well, yeah, I I think you can actually also listen listen, listen to the soundtrack um, of all the bands that, that played there, on or or at least they're featured in the documentary on um, Spotify or uh, Apple Tunes, iTunes, hmm. something. Um, so if you can't watch the documentary, go listen to the music because it is some fantastic. Like, yeah, just of that era. I mean, that like heavy hitters, heavy hitters. I mean, 
someone walk off the street stage, another heavy hitter just walks on the stage. Like, oh, Gladys Knight and Pills walk off the stage. Oh, here comes Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder walk off the stage. Oh, here comes B.B. King. B.B. King walk off the stage. Oh, here's Nita Simone. It's just like, and it's a, and it was a free freaking festival like that, which blows my mind even more. Uh. Yeah, and, and like the neighborhood, I mean, something that, you know, you have neighborhood parties and everyone brings food. It, it kind of looked like that and felt like that where people were sharing meals and you just happen to have like these amazing musicians up on the stage playing for you as you're hanging out with your neighbors. Yeah. <sighs> crazy it, uh, it's funny I talked to my parents like they didn't they didn't know anything about it well I guess you know there's there was no social media back then it's like if you wasn't in New York in Harlem like no one, it, exactly no one in Chicago wouldn't have known about that you know? uh, but that's yeah crazy crazy but yeah summer so watch it <laughs> do yourself a favor yeah. Yes, so two butt-downs for that, uh, as well as for Scream 2022. Yes, yeah, so if you guys need a kind of a upbeat palate cleanser after Scream, pop in something with Soul and, you know, let's just some awesome music if you if you get frazzled a little bit from Scream 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, as well, I mean... So I think we, I don't even want to break down our percentage on our Oscar predictions, but it's over. So we will, uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be ready for the next nominations, <laughs> but congrats to all the winners. Uh, and until next year. Yes. Yeah. Until next year. Uh, until next episode. However, for this uh, particular episode, we wish you safe physical distance again. Uh, I know you don't have to wear a mask, but please keep wearing them. There's a new COVID strain out there. Yes. Peace.